Come here, yeah, come here. Yeah, now I'm gold. Alright. What'd you do? <clears throat> uh, when I recorded with Creep It Real for their Patreon episode, I... Oh, you turned it down? No, they. I had to switch your input and Bianca's headphone input. I heard. I heard about the subject matter of choice. RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow, wow. Well, I heard more about Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah, we talked a lot about Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Bianca never heard of it or something. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Can't remember. I didn't know how that's possible. She's a young little baby. She's a little star child. Is how. After after I heard that, I was thinking in my head. Okay, would you guys be cool with if you were? Uh, I can't think of Screech's real name. Dustin Diamond. Dustin yep. Diamond or the guy who played Urkel, like. Basically, your career is pretty Jaleel much ruined. Julia White. Your he played pr- Sonic. He had a, a very successful voice acting career after Urkel, yeah. Oh. I mean, I could see, but I'm saying what's funny is like him as a normal man, yeah. he's an attractive dude. Yeah. Like he, he as Stefan Urkel. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying in real life, he was fine. But I'm saying, would you two, I'm assuming they got very wealthy, right? Had to. Your career, more or less, is kind of done would you give that up just to play in those roles to get rich yeah you would give me a million dollar spotify contract i'll do it right now (laughs) but you still have to work then perfect doing this yeah oh no problem buddy yeah okay do you think the guy who's in big bang theory sheldon he's probably gonna be stuck in that role now right probably i feel like he's not gonna I was trying to think of, of his name, and the only thing that comes to mind is Jim Norton, but it's not Lil Jim Norton. <laughs> no, no, um, Jim Norton's a lot gruffer. Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons, that's uh, it. Okay. Yep. I thought the same thing about the guy from uh, Silicon Valley. Thomas the, Middleditch. Yes, and his other movies, he's he doesn't really seem to act any different. Like yeah. He, he, he seems to have been tailor-made for Richard. Like, <laughs> I think so. It's like so. perfect. <laughs> the... Uh, I saw this one movie with him in a, I think it was before Silicon Valley. I don't even know what it was called or whatever, but he was in Mexico and he actually stumbles upon like a drug ring or something. I don't know. Huh. It, it has him fully naked running around huh. in it. Yeah. Awesome. You can see his wiener if you'd like to. You see his big old flopper? Yeah. <laughs> very, weird. very weird. Weird wiener? Yeah. I, well, it's weird. Because I saw him in Silicon Valley first, and then you see him in that, and you're All like, right, okay, right, this right. is, you don't envision this guy. It's a hell of a departure yeah, from like, that neurotic, anxiety-ridden <laughs> psycho. You're running around naked all the time. Hmm. That girl, the girl in Silicon Valley that I think is like kind of his girlfriend, or like he has the a Canadian, crush on. The Canadian girl. Yeah. yeah. The only other movie I've seen her on was Sex Drive. Yeah. Remember how much our boy Casey loved that movie? I do. I do. Uh, that, that's a pretty funny movie, actually. Casey, again, if you're hearing this, man, shoot us a text. You're supposed to text him. I don't know if he has the same number. He did send, uh, or no, he didn't send me anything. <laughs> but he's, he recommended me, what's the movie? The Boys and Girls Guide to Getting Down? He loves that movie. Yeah, it was pretty funny. He let I, me borrow it. I oh, speaking think... of that, yeah. Parasite's amazing. Yeah, you like that? It's real Still good. Still need to see it. Real <sighs> good. It's so good. It wow. is so good. I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what I was walking into. <laughs> I feel like because you seem like you'd be on edge with the tension, the one part where they're under the table. Yeah. Ooh, man. Dude, it's like I thought it was a horror movie about a parasitic like, no, infection. No. <laughs> so we started watching it, and I was just like, oh, 
well, this is an awesome movie where they're parasites, actually. I was going to say, yeah, they're social parasites, <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of. But uh, it, it's it's so good. Oh, yeah. So it's good. very tense. Yeah. I will say this. I thought for sure that bitch was dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, I mean, pretty much, yes. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. I would, uh, there's a reason in one movie of the year. I can tell you that much. Yeah, really good. So good, yeah. Solid. Jordan, watch it. I I will. <laughs> you know what uh, Amy and I just watched? What? A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Ah, oh, the Tom Hanks. Yes. Mr. Raji movie. How, How yep. was it? I cried. That a boy. Multiple wow. times. It's a good, I he, bet it's is good. It, is it supposed to be sad? No, it's. Like, I cried from the wholesomeness of Mr. Rogers. Right. Yeah, he was a beast. And, like, Tom Hanks portrayed it very well. And just this whole story of it in general is good. Like, did you cry during I mean, not to give away? too much away, it's like a tale of forgiveness. A did tale he, of forgiveness. Was it? Is that a rumor that he actually had a lot of tattoos, or is that a rumor? It is a rumor. Okay. So it, Tom Hanks didn't have, like, fake tattoos the whole no. movie? No. <laughs> he wasn't doing, like, prison but yard it, work. It's based <laughs> on an actual article that, like, the main character, Lloyd, wrote for Esquire. Yeah, it was Esquire, I think, or mm. L or something. But, no, he was supposed to just write this really short article or whatever about him and then it turned into a cover story because he was like hey you know there's a lot to this fred rogers guy Mm -hmm. and it kind of goes into it and you know it's basically like that article in a movie okay because he turns it from what's supposed to be like a 400 word article to a 10,000 word like cover story, a blurb Jesus. into a into a no it biography. It's, it's fantastic. That's great. Okay, so you would give it, you'd recommend it. Oh God, yeah. Jordan gives that one thumbs up <laughs> and one thumbs up. <laughs> if it made Jordan cry, the most sensitive man I know, then maybe. hey man, I cried during the Lion King remake when oh, me and Amy went inside in theaters. Stop it. Before I get to the introductions, gentlemen, there's a bit of a ghost problem. Hell yeah. That we're having <laughs> on uh, pr- hopefully Phil's end. Phil from Subliminal Deception. Hopefully he is the one that's haunted. <laughs> I have not heard this ghost audio yet, and I'm about to play it for everyone right now. We should everyone, I tell him what oh, it is. Shit. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So uh, last week, it was, uh, it was Phil and I were, were recording Subliminal Deception. <laughs> And he sent me an email like this Monday. He's like, hey, you got to listen to us. So I'm playing it. And you're going to hear something in between when I'm talking, ironically, about ghosts. And it's kind of eerie. Now, the funny thing is Phil has claimed that he's recorded this prior to us recording together. Because he's heard he, this before. Yeah, he's he started a little podcast before him and I got together and started one. So, and... He, I don't know. He was creeped out. I was a little creeped out by it, but uh, we're going to play it a few times, see what you guys think. All right. Let's do it. Everyone, bone quiet. When it comes to, like, Native Americans, apparently the ghosts of them are... Did you hear that? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn it up a little bit. (laughs) Okay. When it comes to, like, Native Americans, apparently the ghosts of them are... (laughs) Jesus. Like, what is this? When it comes to, like... Here we go. All the way up now. Okay. Like... Native Americans, apparently the ghosts... What the hell is that? Dude. 
It is. It to me sounds like a scream <laughs> and then a bang, right? <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. We don't know what it is. It could be. I mean, like, did something fall over in your house, or this was we think on Phil's yeah, end? Yeah, I'm as pretty. It's happened oh, there it's on Phil's end. Um, yeah, because it's. Uh, I was thinking, you know, there's always people in the house here. It could have been them screaming, I guess, yeah. or like a, a TV, maybe. I don't sure. know, or just a glitch with Audacity. I don't know, but maybe an EVP. It could be. It's just very weird. We we're talking about. Um, because it was on our last episode that got released, we were, uh, he was talking about a Native American curse or something. And I was just like, it's always the Native Americans that seem to have curses on everything with, and ghosts everywhere. Yeah. So it's like, and then that came in <laughs> right in between that. Yeah. So it's very weird. Uh, <laughs> isn't boy. that? I was creeped out the rest of the night after I heard oh, that. Yeah. So, uh, Shit on my nipples. <laughs> uh, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt podcast. The only podcast that's haunted on the internet. <laughs> uh, and we upload weekly. Who knows what it'll be about? Certainly not me. My name is Adam. Sitting across from me is Cody. Hello, Cody. Hello, Adam. How was your week? Uh, it, w- it was a week. I <laughs> It started out miserable and kind of got better as we went. But uh, you know what? It was 40 degrees out today. The 40. snow is melting. I'm happy. That's all I want. Yeah. I got uh, out in a mud puddle when I got here. That kind of pissed me off. <laughs> oh, in our towards, yard? Yeah. yeah. I was like, Fuck. Like like right where this concrete turns, there's that big hole that just like sits there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably where you step. Mm-hmm. I've I've literally refilled it. I've put re put new grass seed in there. It's just it just keeps going. There's going to be a sinkhole there. I eventually. think it is. Yeah, that's a gate to hell eventually. Yeah. Probably there's probably a Native American skull in there. That's where the there. screaming's coming from. <laughs> a hole in your yard. Uh, all right, good job. Nice week. Also sitting across from me, Jordan. Hello, pal. Hello, buddy. How was your week? My week was very good. Any up news? Any new news on Baby Fox? Uh, he's just, uh, healthy and a lot bigger than he should be at this point, so... Perfect. How do you, like, what is a lot bigger? So, right now, he should weigh 1.1 pounds. He weighs 1.5 pounds. He's gonna be a post... Mature baby. <laughs> Listen, it's gonna be like my, his daddy. My biggest hope is that he comes a day early because then he'll be born on my dad's birthday. Uh, that would be sweet. It, like I, yeah, it would just be kind of, kind of cute. I mm. think. Then you have to name him after your dad. But well, remember that's his this. middle name. Remember this, Jordan. Only death can pay for life. <laughs> Remember that. Hey, don't put that on his dad. <laughs> don't you put that evil on me, Adam Palenti. <laughs> then he's going to have to be showering by himself. It's going to be a whole mess. We don't want to deal with that right now. Oh, terrible. All right, we're 12, 15 in, so let's <laughs> fucking rail it. All right. We're already ahead of where that one person hates. Yeah, where they tuned out already. <laughs> you know what? It just We have to let it flow naturally. It's just how it goes. That's but, right. That's life, baby. All right, let me tell you what we're going to be covering today. Um, so I had initially designed this episode to happen last week, but Charles Lawrence was Went three a bit weeks. too far. Yeah. yeah, so this was supposed to be like a Valentine's-ish episode, but gotcha. that's fine. We're a week late. We don't really care about any yeah. of that. There's only one holiday that matters, and it's already passed. Right. So what we're going to do, we're going to do not... We're going to have ghost sex stories. Yeah. We're going to have demon get sex stories. Yeah. And one cryptid sex story. Oh, so, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, so is this like Spectrophilia 3? 
Two. Two. What did we do before? We've done two lover episodes, haven't we? We've done Aliens. Yeah. Uh, we did Demons, Aliens again. Of. Yeah, Aliens twice. That's it. And there we in our demons episode we kind of had a sex story in there. Then we did strictly ghosts, but this one's gonna have I don't even remember like succubus, incubus type sex. Well, these are some of my favorites. I just they oh, just yeah. get me randy. <laughs> the uh, Amy, get ready when I get home. Oh, rip the that. Fu- the funny thing is, I think you were with me, Adam. Uh, I was looking through my bookshelf on something to do, and I found the one book I purchased when we were all up there. It was uh. The Pregnant Ghost and Other Sexual Ghost Stories, <laughs> written by uh, Colin Waters. Oh, so beautiful. It was written in, like, the 70s, so some of these are, like, really <laughs> old English ghost sex stories. I have something to run by you. <laughs> yes. But uh, we're going to start a new podcast, you, me, and Max, and we're going to read <laughs> these fucking dragon books that have been going on since 1965, okay? Now, it's called The Dragon Riders of Pern. Okay. <laughs> and the dragons fall in love, and the riders don't have a choice. So if your dragon's a girl and my dragon's a boy and they fall they in love, have to... me and you then have to as well. Oh. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So if your dragons love each other, the men got to love each other too. That's correct. Nothing Max wrong with told that. me all about this series, <laughs> and now we need to do a book-by-book book podcast. <laughs> so. That sounds fantastic, honestly. <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> all right, so our first tale. It, this one is not overly sexual, but it reminded me of Jordan, and you'll find out why at the very <laughs> end. Oh, God. So I had, so I had to do it. I you, love it. You'll know immediately why it reminded me of you, Jordan. I hope there's beer cans and cigarette butts everywhere. <laughs> Uh, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, this title in the book was titled Naked Embrace at Rattlesden Rectory. <laughs> the old Rattlesden Rectory in Suffolk, England, apparently has an extended history of being filled with ghosts. Mm-hmm. In 1908, the landlord of the building apparently liked to recant his experiences while in the building, in which he would also claim that the building itself was built upon an ancient mound that many believe used to contain a mystical stone circle. Oh, a rune. A Stonehenge situation, some might say. That's kind of what they were kind of like hinting at, I guess. Why I don't know why they built a rectory on top of it. Oh, to... To I'll tell you exactly why. Why? They would do that in Norway and stuff as well to cover up the pagan sites. They would put... The Christian sites on top of it. What's ironic about that is I was watching um, one of Dario Argento's movies called The Church, right? Mm -hmm. The whole story is like a group of Templars comes in, slaughters this whole village of people they think are witches. Right. They build a cathedral right on top of it to like hide it. Yeah. That's the whole movie. So. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty metal, actually. That's that's what all that metal's about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The landlord's story goes on to say that when he was a younger man, and I only assume this is before he owned the building, it's okay. kind of unclear, but anyway. Before he was the landlord of the rectory. Right. Gotcha. From uh, what we can tell. Yeah, it's 1908. Who the fuck knows? Uh, he had been called to do some repairs for the rectory because of rotten floorboards and panels. Now, as common sense tells us, you'd want to do the repairs during the daytime. Yes. But because of a terrible storm that had swept the countryside, the landlord had to wait until the storm had passed and do his repairs at night instead. Hmm. 
When he finally arrived at the building, being that it was nighttime, it obviously was spooky, but add in the fact that it was a derelict building, the lighting available was poor at best. Right. Real shitty lanterns. (laughs) Would you work here, Jordan? I mean... Listen, if I'm going to get paid, I'll work wherever the fuck I need you, to go. Anywhere. Anywhere. You would do it anywhere. He's got, go do an overnight at the abandoned psycho factory. <laughs> yeah. What right. are they called? Lunatic Asylum. Now, the building was also infested with rats. Ugh. And the landlord claimed it just had a eerie, heavy feeling to it. You've mm-hmm. heard that before in ghost stories. It mm-hmm. just feels, you can feel it in the atmosphere. So the landlord decided to start with replacing old rotten panels in an old pantry within the rectory. After working for a while, the landlord began to get that nagging feeling like someone was watching him. The atmosphere in the room began to feel very heavy and hostile. His heart began to pump faster. So Don't he... you take out my oak, <laughs> my oak drawers. <laughs> so he sped up his work in an attempt to leave as fast as he could. This is when he felt like he couldn't peer his eyes away from the half-open pantry door that he had placed a dust sheet over. I had to look up what a dust sheet exactly was. Jordan, did you know what they were? Yeah. Just like a blanket, I I guess. Yeah, it's like plastic. Well, now it's plastic. (laughs) Yeah. He kept getting that feeling that something was looking at him through the darkness. It's a cat. (laughs) You think that's your bold (laughs) prediction here? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Fuzzies. (laughs) The landlord tried to ignore it and continue his work, but then he began to hear a slight rustling noise. Yeah, it's scratching in his litter box. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He just just took took a a dump. A little poopy. (laughs) He believed it was just those pesky rats, but it began to get louder and morph into more of a light whistling or wheezing noise. (laughs) Is that that a wheezing noise? It is. Is that because you have COPD? (laughs) Listen, I might. Who knows? (laughs) Then all of a sudden, from the top of the door, he took notice of two hands reaching over the top of the door, grabbing the dust sheet and pulling it into the darkness. Well, why wouldn't he smack him with a hammer? Oh, it's funny that you mentioned that. (laughs) At this point, the landlord figured this just had to be some little punk pranksters trying to scare him. Yeah. But then the rustling and wheezing noises noises began to start up again. Then the door burst open, and he could see his dust sheet hovering in the hallway. It's Aladdin. (laughs) Did they do that, Matt? In Aladdin? It's a magic carpet. I guess. No, it's a a Scooby-Doo ghost. It's a fucking sheet floating through the (laughs) air. It's old Mr. McCafferty (laughs) trying to scare everyone away from the drive-in. It's 1908, so they don't know the gig's up yet. (laughs) Maybe the writer of Scooby-Doo found this story. He's like, hey, I can make a cartoon. (laughs) If only he had a dog. He used three toothpicks, a pack of dental floss, (laughs) and a tissue to make the ghost. (laughs) Now... He could clearly make out that something was underneath the dust sheet, be it a person or a spirit. The landlord claimed that at first it appeared that the head underneath the blanket was shifting around, almost as if it was attached to a spring. But then the head seemed to deflate, or as a landlord would later describe it, as an apple pie or a punctured pig's bladder. Ooh. I was going to say, so it's like a Joe Mauer bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> How many 
pig's bladders has this man punctured to see it deflate? Know. I like, don't know. At least one. <laughs> I guess. But is that a common reference? I don't know. Maybe in 1900s England. It yeah, is. that thing looks like a punctured pig's bladder. Just stabbing it. Just like... <laughs> I mean, okay. for the us in the modern times, it's like a balloon being popped. Mm. Sure. Or slowly deflated, yeah. Yeah, it's like slow deflation. An air mattress with a hole. There you go. Yeah, I've slept on some of those. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The landlord claimed that all that remained now was a long, limp, blue tongue that hung from its mouth. Now ready to take action, the landlord picked up a large hammer ready to attack and yelled out, Stop buggering and come out of that sheet! (laughs) Uh, these all these British stories. There's a lot of buggering going Stop on here. Stop buggering about. <laughs> the ghost continued to move towards him until it finally stopped and cast off the sheet. What was underneath was no human. It was a horrifying-looking, fully naked, Ooh. ghostly spirit. Ooh. Its body blotched with brown blood marks. Oh, it no. clearly had the appearance of being dead for a very long time. So I hope he hit it with a hammer. <laughs> was it like stab marks? Like brown, dried? Like, you know when you die and like, you have like the blood pools and you yeah. get those marks? I think yeah. that's what it's hinting okay. at. Yeah, gotcha. I totally know about when I die. Well, you've seen dead bodies on... <sighs> Wherever you watch Dead Bodies. Yeah, don't, on Dead Body Tube. Deadbodies.com. Or watch people die. Uh, not anymore, RIP. The landlord, obviously in a petrified state, began to smell something emanating from the ghost that he believed at first was just the smell of the rotten wood, but now knew it was actually coming from this being. Ooh. The landlord claimed at this point it seemed as if he could literally feel the evil, heavy feeling in the room continue to intensify. To make matters worse, the naked ghost began to slowly move closer and closer Ooh. to him until it finally until finally it began to grope him with its cold dead hands. <laughs> ghost handies. The ghost got so close, it placed its cold cheek against his, oh, almost God. as if preparing to embrace him with a sensual kiss. Oh, God, I'm hard. <laughs> I want that blue tongue all over me. <laughs> the, the blue tongue blowjob? Yeah. Is that <laughs> then the landlord fainted from being so terrified. Terrified. Yeah, the ghost all his, his blood went to his boner and he just passed out. <laughs> <laughs> When he finally awoke, the evil presence was gone. He gathered his tools and got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Now, in 1941, ghost hunter Robert Thurston Hopkins wanted to to find out if there was any validity to the story. That guy sounds like a modern-day Van Helsing, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he's killed some vampies. You know he did. There's no question. He has a Belmont curse. (laughs) Fucking RTH, (laughs) bruh. He found out that the original building had been torn down in 1892, and the current building was built right on top of it. Okay. He, this is where it was weird, because the landlord told the story in 1908, but apparently it was torn down in uh, 1892, so I think he was... I don't know. I think he was working in the 1800s and then retold it in 1809. Right. He was like the maintenance man back then. Yeah, it is really confusing. So anyway, the ghost hunter found uh, found out from the last resident of the building, a Reverend 
I don't Lauren Shaw. Lauren Shaw. Lauren Shaw. I guess it's a British last name. Lauren Shaw. <laughs> Who went on to describe the building as a rot-infested collection of rooms <laughs> and corridors <laughs> entirely given over to the powers of darkness. <laughs> the darkness. <laughs> darkness, Charlie Murphy. And he told him all about the ghost stories related to the building, which included the haunted pantry. Now, after they demolished the building, they found a little surprise. Oh, was it a haunted thing of Nesquik from the pantry? <laughs> yes, it was. It was Leave just... my mashed potatoes alone. <laughs> no, hey, if it was Nesquik from this time period, you know it was just like a solid brick of oh. sugar at that point. <laughs> Watch Steve 1989 MRE reviews and you'll see stuff like that. <laughs> Don't fuck with the black pepper. Okay, now, this is the part that Reminds me of Jordan right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. So they found a coffin containing the skeletal <laughs> remains of a man named Robert Bumstead who uh-huh. died in 1780. Robert decided to hide his body within the building to prevent seizure of his body by creditors. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. He didn't want the creditors to get his body. <laughs> you can't so he hid harvest it. it. No, so he hid it in, in the house or whatever. And I don't know why. That reminded me of Jordan. So, Well, he's the one haunting the rectory. Yeah, that's, that that's the say. belief yeah. that it's poor Robert. It's I'm Mr. haunting Bumstead. the rectory. <laughs> yes, as a, cre- a debt-ridden fool. Jordan, would you be opposed to hiding your body to stop Chase from getting you or whatever? Not HSBC? at all. Hey, Not this is all. the story Listen, of Parasite. Listen, all I care about is making sure that if I die, Amy and our son get that life insurance payout. <laughs> They're going to harvest. What are they going to do with this body? That's what I was just like. They're going to harvest it. They can't it. donate the organs. Those are shot. It's yeah. gonna. His body's going in a biohazard bag and it's going <laughs> somewhere, but I don't know where. I, I could quite laugh when I read that. I'm like, okay, this is Jordan for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the, the what is it called? Rattlesnake Rectory? Rattles Den. Rattles Den They didn't want to add the snake oh, yeah. in there. That right. was too metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on to our cryptid story here. Oh, Let's do it. fuck yes. Okay, now this is Nancy Hoggart and uh, I, I think it's Hoggart and Bigfoot. Woo! That's, uh, that's the name of my band. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy Hoggart, Hoggart and, and Bigfoot. <laughs> In July of 2015, a 52-year-old woman named Nancy Hoggart claims that she had found herself a new lover. Now, I have seen this <laughs> You one have seen this. On TV, oh. yes. You have. It, now, oh my God, it's so great. Keep going, keep it's, going. It's so funny. So Nancy lives in Mason County, Washington, where it is legal to indulge in cannabis-related activities. Now, how close is this to Mount St. Helens? I don't know, actually. I'm sure somebody from Washington wow. can tell us. That's a good point. I mean, that I'm just is. trying to go back to our Mount St. Helens Bigfoot episode. We're just connecting Maybe. dots here, baby. You know what? It makes sense, right? So Nancy decided she would be a marijuana farmer, but... One particular day, she took notice that something was messing with her beloved crops. It's those fucking hippies. <laughs> she said, Bigfoot was standing there, eating all the buds off my plants. <laughs> At first, I wanted to run because it's very scary, but I thought he might eat all of my marijuana plants, <laughs> and that's how I used to make a living. 
I pointed my shotgun at him, and he put up his hands, scared. That's when I looked down and noticed he had a huge erection between his legs. I hadn't gotten any in a while, and well, from there, it somehow turned into an adult movie. I don't know if he started it or I did. He did me from behind, which oh. felt great. Oh, Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yes. Get that, get that hairy Bigfoot dick, you, girl. Hey, you know what? Let her get some loving if she needs it. Do it, baby. <laughs> Do what you need to. <laughs> oh. Nancy claims that after this, their love blossomed and they started a romantic relationship together, she said. He is so sweet and caring. He brings me flowers and mushrooms. Holds me well with stargaze. The only downside is that he don't speak English. I have taught him how to say my name, but it's kind of garbled and he mispronounces it. Nothing. <laughs> oh my god, Nancy. Now that Nancy has found the man of her dreams, mm. she claims that they want to take their relationship to the next level. Right. And uh, she wants to get pregnant. Okay. Oh. All right, let's go, Nancy. <laughs> All right, she Nancy. Said, Once I'm pregnant, Bigfoot, or John, as I call him, <laughs> we're going to settle down and live a quiet, domesticated life in my house. He loves living in the forest, but I'm sick of the long-distance relationship. I have to commute for three hours to Whoa. be with my man. It's getting old, and gas is expensive. Oh yeah. You gotta domesticate this big feet. <laughs> So Nancy is also currently working on changing her last name to Bigfoot. <laughs> so this is going to be Nancy and John yeah, Bigfoot. <laughs> but his name is Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> That's what this sounds like, honestly. So the news source asked her if she was planning on revealing Bigfoot to the world, Nancy said. Nah, government scientists will just take and dissect him. Or try to turn him into a soldier to fight ISIS or something. <laughs> you know how the government is. We do. We do. You're goddamn right we do, Nancy. He's going to be the You're fucking... goddamn right. He's going to be the goddamn winter soldier or something. <laughs> what the fuck? Hail, Bigfoot. Nine-foot fucking hairy man with ungodly muscles just charging at you. Throw Ooh. him in there. Do you think Nancy's going to send him a Dear John letter when he's over fighting Definitely, ISIS? definitely. She's going to run off with the Mothman my, or something. My dearest John, I've met the sweetest man from Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Howard he J. Go, Mothman. He goes by Mothman. I don't know if he's Jewish or what, but he really loves a good hot dog. He puts pickles on it for some reason and some mm. celery salt. Mm. That sounds good, actually. Nancy claims that she plans to set up a website that will sell photos and samples of his fur. So it's yeah. like a Bigfoot only fans. Basically. So Nancy said, Now that marijuana is legal in Washington State, I don't have an income. <laughs> so capitalizing on my boyfriend's fame is how I plan to make money. Wow. Right. 
Okay, so maybe she was selling weed illegally, but in 2015, I yes. don't. I think it was legal. Now she don't have no I income. Mean, <laughs> I feel can't. like if you're growing weed in Washington, you could probably sell that shit <laughs> to a dispensary. There's too many is the problem. Maybe You know what? You know who talked her out of this and convinced her that she can't? John. Bigfoot. Howard J. Mothman. Ah, the Mothman. He, like, he wants her to start a hot dog and uh, Italian beef cart. Right. He's just like, hey, baby. Come live with me in Chicago. Yeah. Ditch that loser. Come on job. down to the South Side. He, we'll have ourselves some Polish sausages. You know what's funny, actually? Uh, I bought some, uh, I can never pronounce the word, Jardinera. Yeah, right? Jardinera. Yeah. Uh, I bought like the little thing from the store because I love putting that shit on sandwiches or whatever. And I got home and had like these little tiny white specks in it. Uh-huh. So I was like, is this rotten or not? I've been too scared to eat it. Like, huh. like, I I don't know what it is. It Have you kind looked of, it up? Yeah, I've tried to look it up, but it, I can't really tell. There's no returns does... for, like, white spots, Jardinera? <laughs> I don't know. I got it from kind of a scary grocery store, so I don't <laughs> I feel like it's just probably so old that it doesn't matter. <laughs> scary <laughs> grocery store. It, it looks like little pieces of celery chopped up, or I mean, uh, cauliflower. That's exactly what it is. Cauliflower? Yeah, there's cauliflower in Jardinera. Oh. Okay, maybe that's okay. Well, you're good to go. If it, I guess it's like died, peppers, then... cauliflower... Onion. Why do you know so much about Jardinera? There's carrots in there. I because last because week, I fucking love that shit. Because last week I made my Italian beef sandwiches again, oh. and that would have been perfect. Gone or no, I'm sorry, uh, Italian hot Italian sausage sandwiches ah. again, and that would have been perfect on yes. top of it. Yes, mm-hmm. I was too scared to eat it. Well, now you know. It's okay. cauliflower speckles. All right. But I feel like he would eat rotten food no matter what. Jordan? So, yeah. He does on a daily I mean, basis. listen, I will eat whatever the fuck you put in front of me. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Unless it's mushrooms or olives. Well, well you're a loser. Good. Those are great. I hate hey, olives. I, I do, too. I hate mushrooms, too. I've tried. I don't want say that. Like, a, we'll save that for between the bumbles. Okay, perfect. All right, now our next one, we're moving on to Patty's Backyard. This is another particular oh, favorite God. of mine. Um, maybe now, when it says Patty's Backyard, are, are, are we talking butt stuff? No, yeah. no butt stuff. This oh, one. by the way, that Bigfoot one, not the one I was thinking of. Oh, the no. one I was thinking of, Bigfoot shows up and he, he has to borrow mustard for his sausages <laughs> and stuff. Like, Me need mustard. Oh, like you've told lady. us about that before. Have I? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, where I got that story from was literally a like news site called moron.com. Great. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm sorry, Nancy, but I think you're a moron. I don't, Nancy. I believe every word of it. <laughs> that Bigfoot erection, it's hard to turn it down. You start that Bigfoot hair Patreon. Yeah, I'll yeah. give her money for you know some what? of John's hair. Yeah. John needs a haircut? Yeah, you pick those scraps up. I'll pay yeah. you $30 a month for that. <laughs> All right. In 1969, a 20-year-old lady named Patty Morgan moved into a new flat in a rundown area of Wellington, New Zealand. She had just gotten a job as an air hostess and decided to move out of her parents' home finally. This particular location was great because it was about two blocks from her boyfriend named Greg Parker. Though the building itself was a little run down, it was fairly clean and contained a backyard. Patty's backyard. (laughs) 
that had a kind of outhouse that was used to put your garbage in. Now the yeah, rest, so it was like a dumpster container. Kind of, yes. Like an enclosure. Yeah, she. Yeah. it sounded like it was kind of, used to be an outhouse, they tore one wall off, put sure. your garbage in perfect, there. yeah. Keep it from blowing over in the wind. And yeah, all yeah exactly. Now the rest of the backyard, Patty figured she would plant herself a nice little garden. Yeah. But one of the first things she needed to do was put up a fence with a gate to keep out the local dogs who were not opposed to tearing through the garbage. Mm. I mean, you can't trust those hounds. <laughs> Her first week in the new flat was pretty uneventful, just getting everything arranged and organized. An important part of this story is on the second floor of her flat was where her bedroom was located. It contained a beautiful window that she could see outside into the backyard from. Most of the time when looking out, you'd see nothing but old people shuffling by. One night... The Walking Dead. <laughs> I mean, that's what it reminded me of. Like, <laughs> I feel like old people don't walk; they Listen just shuffle. Here, Margaret, <laughs> I can't keep up with this goddamn cane. <laughs> hey, for people on the edge yes. like us, because mm. we're getting old now, make sure you always walk with your hips. Turn, open mm. your hips as much as possible. Right. All these old people are shuffling because their hips don't work no more. <laughs> open up your hips when you walk. I'm just hoping we have cybernetic hips by then. That would be great. Yes. I want metal legs. Until then, squeeze your butt cheeks together (laughs) when you walk. You'll be all right. Okay. Good. A health report with that. There you go. So one night, she was awoken by the sounds of her trash bin rustling. Assuming it was just those pesky dogs, she took a peek out of the window to yell and shoo them away. But when she did, she noticed that it was an old homeless man digging through the garbage. Well, then let him let him dig. He needs those cans. <laughs> Patty yelled, and the old tramp quickly shuffled off, but one peculiar thing was he was pulling his pants up as he was leaving. Oh. He was taking a dump. <laughs> it was just a big pile of shit. <laughs> Don't interfere with a man's diarrhea. <laughs> oh. Now, Patty just assumed he was looking for food to eat from her garbage (laughs) bin, so she didn't mind that much. Now, Patty constantly was pestering Greg to put up that damn gate to keep out unwanted visitors. But Greg, like many of us, seemed to procrastinate quite a bit. And she doesn't, he doesn't even live there, does he? No, but he, she wants the gate up. You, you, let him move in. (laughs) Then we'll talk. They're only 20. They got to... All right. They got to finesse it a Uh, little bit. Kind of sound like Greg didn't want that. You'll kind of get that in the later half of the episode. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even live there, and she's yelling at him to (laughs) put gates up, so I kind of get it. So as nights passed, Patty noticed the same old man digging through her garbage. Occasionally, she would just sit and observe him. One time in particular, she took notice he would be just leaning back against the wall of the outhouse. Oh, that was some good Chef Boyardee <laughs> and residue. <laughs> He's just trying to collect himself. Can you get the meatballs next time, please? <laughs> Leave a note. <laughs> give, me, give me a little shred of beef in there. <laughs> now, because it was so dark, she could barely just see his silhouette. And as he was le- leaning against the wall... It began to look like he was rummaging through his pocket. He was jerking off. Hold on. Hold on. Then she figured out what he was actually doing. Yeah. Hired- jerking off. Yeah. Damn it. I wanted to be surprised. He wasn't vigorously checking his pockets for his phone. I'll tell you that. Much. How much change do I have in here? My hands can tell. He's trying to find his cell phone. So Patty was getting tired of this old man. So she called her boyfriend, Greg, and said... 
Greg, I've had enough of this. The old bugger's taken to sleeping in the yard now. <laughs> he's still there, and what's more, he's playing with himself. <laughs> Greg said, Playing with himself, you mean? That's right. As Jordan said, Pandy soon discovered this man was in fact jerking off in her backyard. Hell yeah, get your nut, old man. Hey, I'm uh, <laughs> trying to figure out where the spectrophilia lays into this plan. This just looks like a homeless man spanking I, it. I think I might know where this is going, <laughs> yeah, but... The homeless man was never there! <laughs> oh, way another, to spoil it, Adam! <laughs> another Scooby-Doo episode! <laughs> Someone get the mystery me- mystery machine to fucking New Zealand. While Greg was amused at first, he figured he probably should get this gate up yeah. and went to work on getting it done for Patty. To make sure to keep the old man out, Greg made sure the gate was at least six foot high and padlocked. Oh, hell yeah, son. With it finally finished, Patty's mind was put at ease, but... One morning, shortly after, Patty got up early to head to the garden store to begin construction of her garden now that she assumed it had been secured. Mm -hmm. So that morning, she opened up her curtains in her bedroom to let the sunshine shine through, and all of a sudden she found a little surprise again. No. The old man was again in her backyard, (laughs) jerking off, but this time he was staring right up at Patty with a r- wicked grin on his face. <laughs> hey, Patty. Gotcha, bitch. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> you should have let me jerk off in your garbage. Stick your finger in my ass, please. <laughs> I want to come on your mac and cheese boxes. <laughs> so Pat- Patty quickly closed the curtains and called her boyfriend, Greg. She informed him that the old tramp was back and jerking off again. <laughs> Greg was now very concerned and furious. How the hell did the old man get over the fence? So he quickly rushed over to Patty's house and decided he would outsmart the old man by coming Ooh. through the backyard gate and Smart. catch him in the act. Smart. As Greg opened the back gate, he was shocked. The old man was gone. Listen, he's a, he's a fast comer. <laughs> now in Greg's mind, this couldn't be possible because the only only way out was through the back gate where he was or through the house where Patty was. They were left perplexed on just how the hell he got away. He's a magician. (laughs) Greg jokingly told Patty, maybe it's a ghost. Mm. Patty wasn't convinced yet, but asked Greg to stay overnight and try to help capture him. Oh. Now, their plan was to try to take a photo of him and then show the police. So that night, they waited patiently for him to return. After a while, Patty peered out her window and said, He's there again, and the dirty bugger's at it again. (laughs) The old man had returned to his favorite pastime of jerking off in Patty's backyard. <laughs> Fuck your petunias! <laughs> she yelled at Greg to quickly take a picture. Now, Greg was on the first floor looking out the window, but he couldn't see anything. But Patty kept saying, yes, he's right there, and he's still jerking off. <laughs> but soon he's the- cranking <laughs> his meat, you dumb fuck! <laughs> but soon the <laughs> But soon the old man disappeared from both of their sights. They headed outside, figuring that if the old man had made another escape, he almost had to have had to run through their freshly dug up garden and left footprints. But there was nothing. No sign that even an animal had ran through it. Greg would agree to stay with Patty a few more days to see if he returned again, but the old jerking off man didn't (laughs) seem to make an appearance. 
After a few days, Patty was shopping at the garden center when she struck up a conversation with an employee, which eventually got them talking about her residence. The employee told her, Oh, I was just thinking. It's a good job you didn't live there six months ago. The previous lady, Patty Lindsay, was <laughs> troubled by the old man who lived next door. He used to always be in a dustbin looking for anything he could scrounge and making sexy suggestions to her, too. But don't worry, love. The old dirty sod died. Had a heart attack, he did. Playing with himself in Patty's backyard. <laughs> oh, shit. So he died jerking off, and in the Listen, afterlife, he's still jerking off in the backyard. He died doing what he loved. He did. I, he sounds <laughs> like, like a Like every creep, but... single man. <laughs> so, Jordan, not only are you going to be buried in a house to hide from creditors, you're going to be in a backyard jerking off somewhere. Listen. <laughs> but only if you're also named Patty, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, Pat is just love this fucking house, I guess, or whatever, this apartment. This flat. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think it was a creepy old man, or do you think it was a ghost? I think it was a ghost. I do, too. I think straight-up ghost. Just creeper jerking off ghost. You know what? I bet he never came. He, never. he died doing what he loved, and he continued that in the what afterlife. What if he, could, he couldn't pass over until he came? And he'll never come. <laughs> he'll never oh come. The day the devil. Ugh. All right, now our next story is we're going to start ramping up the sexualness. Hell yeah. Oh, okay, so, well, yeah. that was pretty sexual. <laughs> Him jerking off in yeah. the backyard. And Bigfoot slinging Bigfoot dick inside that lady <laughs> was pretty sexual, too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now, this one is uh, titled... I was never sure by Emily. Uh, this is taken from a website I used last time. Awesome. Moron.com. Like, no, it was like your ghoststories.com or something like Fantastic. that. Fantastic. People just submit their ghost stories asking for advice or whatever. It's like heroin drug experiences, <laughs> but for ghosts. Yes. I've had a few small experiences that I thought were strictly my imagination running wild during my sleep. But after reading the stories published on this site, I began to rethink the situation. I'm an 18-year-old female, and I do attend church. Obvious lie already (laughs) on the internet. (laughs) However... I have been struggling with faith for quite some time now due to the endless questions and doubts regarding Christianity, which happens to many Christians, I'm sure. (laughs) Multiple times I can recall waking up from what seemed to be a sexual dream, but I can vividly remember being touched along with being penetrated. (laughs) It's called a dildo. As I wake from these dreams, I wake with the most intense orgasm I've ever felt. And that's when I realize that it can't just be a dream. (sighs) The being that was touching me in this dream seemed nothing more than a few years older than me. I couldn't recognize him, nor I could see his face. In fact, I hadn't really seen much of him since I was being penetrated from behind in, in little ex- whatever those are called. Parentheses. Parentheses. I was on my stomach. Okay. I, I come out from the dream out of breath, and to say in the least, in the middle of an orgasm. In the middle oh, of bliss. Eye. Okay. So I've, I've never woke up. To an orgasm, I no. can imagine like it makes your day a lot better. I don't know. What I can imagine. Who knows? Unless it feels like uh, an unwanted touch from a <laughs> okay. ghost, but I don't know. I assume I'm gonna assume a lot of these is just like her having wet dreams. She loves it. Yeah. 
I felt very safe in these dreams, never in harm's way. The being was rough with the penetration, but not violent. He was calm in every other way, such as kissing or stroking me. Hmm. I quite enjoyed each experience, and needless to say, I do believe I'm having visits from a young incubus. Oh my god, from a young shitty Adult rock band. Why are Incubus and Succubus apparently like the sex masters of the universe? They love Why it. Why is yeah. it? Yeah. But I mean, they know how to pleasure humans in every known way possible. I don't get it. And based on the Creep It Real episode, yeah. they also could be the same thing. Switching mm, back and forth. Like a uh, frog. Yes. <laughs> I don't ever really remember him speaking more than just saying a few things along the lines of, Everything will be okay, or relax in a cooing tone. <laughs> Even then, relax. I didn't hear a voice. Don't do it. <laughs> That's what I was playing. <laughs> it was more of a thought that I heard coming from him. I physically feel the entire dream, and I only realized that I wasn't actually engaging in sexual intercourse when I wake up in bed alone mid orgasm. Sure. For the rest of the night, there is a tight sensation, you know, that feeling after sex. Never had I woke up touching myself. My hands are underneath the pillow or curled up by my neck. Okay. I mean, I just take a pee after sex. <laughs> what? What, what does this? that have to do with anything? Well, I don't the... know. I don't feel a tight sensation, yeah, so I can't exactly relate. Sure. Well, you're not a lady either. So. That's the oh, truth. That's true. Like I said, I really never know what these experiences were. I always sort of ignore them but and award myself with the thought that I am having an extremely active imagination during my sleep. Sure. But after reading several experiences by other posters, I realize that mine are very similar in feeling and consciousness. Any thoughts? I'm new to this site, so please understand. Thank you! Exclamation point. Great. So do you think she's having a wet dream, or do you think something is pleasuring her during her sleep? That that sounds like a wet dream. I think this dream. is a 45-year-old man <laughs> writing. <laughs> like erotica on yes. the internet? Writing paranormal I'm an erotica. I'm 18-year-old girl. And Who I wants do to attend. chat? On aim. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, tell me your suggestions at 18-year-old-emily.com. She didn't, if it is a 45-year-old man, he didn't even spell Emily, right? It's like with six E's on it. So. It's to make it more believable. <laughs> All right, our next one from the book is the ghostly pickup. Now, this one's Ooh. pretty metal, too, actually. Somebody's, it's like oh. that shitty show on VH1, The Pickup Artist. Oh, oh I was... Oh, you know that teaches that. men to be fucking misogynists. <sighs> I'm not Women are that. stupid, and you can uh, fucking manipulate them. What was the MTV You're not one? as hot as you think you are. Uh, what is the MTV one where they had the player teaching the nerd how to... Players to Club, it? right? No, no, made. No. Is it made of so cringy? Was it? Dude, I all I know is the pickup artist the on movie VH1, Hitch. where it was like the dude who had like pierced ears and he wore like eyeliner and like the fuzzy top hat. Yeah, Stop it. and it's like how how are you getting laid? He's <laughs> probably not. I'm, I'm assuming if it's yeah. reality TV, it's probably. I mean, fake. at 32 years old, he's giving out terrible advice. Well, Listen, to any young men in our audience that might want to try to pick up a young woman or, you know, go out on a date, just talk to them. Treat them mm. like shit. Jordan is a real pickup artist, so Jordan Stiglitz is, hit him up. If I'm really not. <laughs> All right, anyway. 
Nicholas Pryor was a Birmingham solicitor of little note other than he had a rich client who resided in London and would pay for Pryor to travel to London to look through his finances. Beautiful. After Pryor's work was completed, his rich client would usually treat him to what he called... Doing the tone. <laughs> Whoa. Which, inclu- which usually included a night of drinking whiskey and enjoying enjoying the company of prostitutes. Actually oh. doing the town. Yes. Oof. He's actually doing the town. Nicholas is a big fan of sex workers, as I love we'll see. It. Good for you, Nikki. <laughs> now, usually, Nicholas Pryor was the type who would return and brag about all his sexual exploits to his chaps back in Birmingham. Mm. But after returning from one trip in June of 1930... Nicholas was oddly quiet about what had happened after one particular trip to the Big Smoke, as Pryor referred to London. Wow, what a loser. I don't know why you would call it that. Maybe the pollution. Yeah, that's why. (laughs) After getting Pryor drunk enough, eventually the story came out. The story begins with Pryor dining at an expensive West End restaurant. You fucking West Ender. (laughs) Is it still nice there, Pip? Let us know. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, because I think the East End's still trash, and then is the it? West End's still nice. Well, I know, like, Chelsea. Well, I'd imagine. Chelsea is supposed to be the nice area, right? Sure. I'd imagine the West End is where West Ham United plays. <laughs> the West Ham United. <laughs> Fuck Millwall. <laughs> Fuck Millwall. <laughs> anyway, and he was enjoying quite a few glasses of whiskey when mm. he got that desire to have the company of some nice ladies. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Fryer jumped into a cab. I hope and, he said it like that. <laughs> and headed for an area of the city known for its better quality good time girls. A.K.A. sex workers. Yes, I love how he describes it. Better quality good time girls. That's okay. where the good, that's where the top shelf good time girls <laughs> okay, are. I guess. Yeah. Now apparently Pryor was not able to find a lady, so he was waiting to hail another cab. Damn when, shame. When all of a sudden he was approached by a young, respectable-looking girl who seemed to almost appear out of thin air. Mm. Now, Pryor would later say he wasn't sure if she was a sex worker or a member of high standing in society because, in his words, she had a medium build with long, silky hair, wore a ring on her wedding finger, had a broad-rimmed hat, long, flowing dress covered by a dark, heavy coat, and kind of a cape like nurses wore at the time. Apparently, it was her attire that made Pryor believe she wasn't actually a sex worker. Okay. Either way, the two would talk for a while until Pryor asked the young lady if she would like to have a drink. She agreed, and apparently at this point, a strange blue and white checkered cab pulled up and drove them to a nearby hotel. Just out of nowhere? Just it's like, hey, you want a drink? Here's and this the cab. hotel never existed. <laughs> Here, here's what I was getting out of it, that the cabbies at this time weren't that color. Sure, so sure, sure, sure. So this was sure. just like, where did sure. this fucker come from? Interestingly, while the two had been talking on the street... Now in the cab, the young lady didn't say a single word. Mm. She's just getting ready for that beejer. The sixth sense. Sixth sense, man. (laughs) When they finally arrived at the hotel, the young girl instantly embraced Pryor with a passionate kiss that caught him off guard. She continued to kiss him more and more passionately until finally begging him to rent a hotel room for the night. Wow. So Pryor did book a hotel room, and I guess at this point, she told Pryor... 
She was a sex worker. According to her, at least, he was just such a handsome gentleman. It was her off night, and oh. basically she wouldn't charge a penny for what was about to follow. Oh, a freebie. Apparently. Now, Pryor was a little more skeptical, because sometimes children of lords would... Slum it for kicks. As some sort of sexual role-playing they would act out, <laughs> I guess. This was like something they did as like a weird fantasy acting like the downtrodden. No, I yeah, guess. definitely. I don't know, but no, anyway. it's like you go out and you, you bang a bang a poor guy. <laughs> Basically, it's what Jasmine was doing uh, yeah, when she I got guess. fucking caught she, stealing apples. She was slumming it for kicks. Yeah, Ooh. man. <laughs> Listen, man, got to slum for some kicks. Give me those Jordan 8s. There you go. <laughs> well, either way, it doesn't really matter to the story. So, the two made their way to the hotel room on the first floor. The young lady and Pryor then almost immediately started getting down to business. Fuck yeah. And according to Pryor, it was the most intense sexual experience of his life. She really fucked his brains out. Now, Pryor said... Her sexual appetite could not be quenched. Shove it in her butt without her knowing. <laughs> we'll see if that'll be quenched. She'd probably go with it. Yeah, she might like it. She, according to him, she just kept wanting him to keep fucking her over and over. Until uh. finally, after apparently so much sex, Pryor literally passed out from sheer exhaustion. What? Th this dude is bitch made. This I've... guy needs a steak and a glass of milk <laughs> is what he he's needs. Been, look, he had a nice dinner. He's been drinking all night. Maybe is he's not quite up to... And he's been banging there. her for hours and well, hours I mean, and hours. Yeah. After he finally woke up again, she was begging for more. So much so, she began to dig her long fingernails into him. But Pryor just kept pleading that he just couldn't do it anymore. I don't have the strength. <laughs> Pryor was attempting to put his clothes back on and leave. It was at this point the young lady's demeanor changed to angry and violent. Put your fucking <laughs> dick in me! Give me that dick, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Pryor claimed that her face began to contort. She was spitting and cursing at him in the vilest langu language. <laughs> she stood above him, violently clawing at her chest and still started to bleed Whoa. and spit upon him while he was laying in the Whoa. bed. Her eyes. I mean, listen, the spitting on him, that <laughs> that might turn a dude on. You gotta pay extra for that. Not, not a man like Pryor, apparently. Her eyes turned bloodshot and red. Her toenails began to grow. Oh. What? Her, her, <laughs> her skin turned old and wrinkled, and her hair glowed with a strange yellow light. She had transformed into a hideous old hag. This is just the red lady on Game of Thrones. That's kind of what much. it reminds me of. I mean, she took off her necklace, and she turned into an old lady. I got saggy old tits! Prior claim that as fast as she had transformed into the old hag, she instantly transformed back into the beautiful young lady. Frozen with fear... Pryor decided to try to say something, but the young lady simply put her finger over his lips, not allowing him to speak. <laughs> Finally, the young lady began to slowly move backwards and faded into a ghostly mist. Her, finally, her final words were, A ghost. Just a ghost. Pryor, clearly freaked out, quickly finished putting his clothes on and made his way out of the hotel. Strangely, that same blue and white checkered cab was oh. waiting for him. When Pryor jumped into the cab, he asked the cab driver if he knew the young lady he was he had been traveling with earlier. The cab driver told him 
he was traveling alone, and there was no young girl with him. That's why he clammed up. <laughs> and That's the, why the she clammed blue up. Blue and white cab was fake. <laughs> it never existed. <laughs> He's just sitting on a wheelchair, like <laughs> rolling around town. Like I'm in a cab. Pryor was in shock and claimed there was no way that was even possible. But the cabbie reassured him that certainly was the case. The cabbie did tell him that it was peculiar because just three days ago, another gentleman in his cab had almost the exact same experience. To his dying day, Nicholas Pryor never changed his experience with the ghostly young girl. Wow. He ghost cab, ghost pussy. <laughs> he got fucked to exhaustion. I I feel like he maybe she did this to him to teach him a lesson. Maybe he was treating women badly or something. Okay. So she tortured him kind of to make him stop. Maybe it was something like that. Uh or he got wasted. Yeah. Had sex with a grandma and then really <laughs> regretted. Then he woke it. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he uh what if he uh he, like, ate some bad food, and then he was, like, food poisoning, and he was hallucinating, and he thought he was banging something. Maybe. Simple bad shellfish. Yeah. That's what we'll, we'll, well, we'll chalk it up is, to the scallops. This is England. Maybe it's escargot or something. Oh. That's France, you. Well, Un- okay. Maybe it was, like, a bad meat. That's why it was so bad. It's yeah. a bad beef welling. It there was escargot in England. It was awful. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's full of shit. I don't know if he's telling the truth. I don't really know. I like it. It's uh, <laughs> it's spooky. Did he have actual fingernail drags on his back and stuff? He didn't say that. Okay. He said she was scratched him, you know, like sometimes happens yeah. during sex. But apparently yeah, her, I she was that. like eviscerating her chest. I know all about that, right, guys? Getting yeah. scratched and stuff, Hell yeah. right? Yeah. You're high yeah. five there. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, bro. I know all about that. I, I scratch myself when I'm jerking Totes off, have too. Sex. <laughs> when I'm jerking off in Jordan's backyard, I always scratch <laughs> In his garbage can. <laughs> all right. Um, our final story here will be chosen by a succubus by his name is literally visited. Okay, so he was... He's another user on said website. In 2011, I was 25 and in graduate school. By that point, I had long since forgotten everything above. I began to... I began to be interested in paganism. Mm. Fucking... Edgy guitar riff. Specifically, Wicca. Add more distortion (laughs) to the edgy guitar riff. (laughs) Now, my interest in it is not relevant per se since I don't practice on my own and have not intentionally summoned anything. What matters is that several months of going to pagan rituals rekindled my interest in the paranormal. Sure. Randomly, one day, about two weeks ago, mid-July 2012, I became interested in sex spells and sex magic, but practiced neither. Really? He never practiced anything involving sex as a 25-year-old pagan involved in Wicca? No. Shocking. Never. never. He's dipping his toe in there. He's just starting on here. He's interested. (laughs) However. No, he's in cell. (laughs) Oh, that's what you're putting on this guy? He's going to be drowning in it in two minutes here. Succubus pussy. (laughs) However. I did run across a spell to summon a succubus. Oh. It basically involved envisioning what, what one wanted her to look like while masturbating. Uh-huh. 
I spent an hour a day dreaming of what I wanted a succubus to look like, but I did not masturbate. Right. Bullshit. You want to make sure that you got the thoughts perfect in your head. Before I feel you like there's people who like hentai who do this all the time. Yeah. I was just going to say, he was probably looking through his favorite fucking manga. His best body pillow What collection. is the website that got closed down? MyFavoriteHentai.com or something? I don't hentai know. Hentai Heaven. Hentai Heaven. Hentai Heaven, yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, my waifu is gone. Hey, nothing against what gets you off, but that's some weird stuff, my. Yet that night. Right after going to bed, I felt someone sit on the edge of my bed and touch my leg. At the time, this made me nervous, so I told the presence to go away. <laughs> Uncle Larry, stop it! <laughs> made me nervous, like, of course it did, you fucking weirdo. A thought appeared in my head that wasn't mine. Is that any way to treat a lady? <laughs> Ooh, she oh. doesn't like this sassy boy. Oh, this is a girl? No, it's a guy. I think it's a guy. Maybe it's a girl. He's oh, tipping right, right, his right, right. fedora vigorously. I got you. I got you. The thought appeared in the head. So Actually, you know what? It might be a girl. I can't remember. No, 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 no. This is the the ghost is like putting He's the telling thought. telling her. Yeah. Is that any way to treat mm. a lady? Yeah. That piqued my interest somewhat. So I told the entity to touch me again. At this point, I was laying on my stomach. Moments later, it was a sensation like fingers on my lower back. Mm. The next night, the entity returned. Mm. I had done some research and got nervous that the entity might be out to suck my energy and possibly kill me. Yeah, yeah, that's a, I mean, but I can still tell all my friends I totally got laid. Valid concern. So I told her off, even saying, Demon be gone! (laughs) That's all you got to say. A thought appeared in my head. Suit yourself. The next day, I felt a powerful sense of loss as if someone I loved had left me. Around this time, I ran across this site and saw that some people had positive experiences with Succubi and that and that not all were bad, just as not all people are bad. I don't know if right. that's true, right? Yeah. So they have different personalities. <laughs> right. You just got to get a nice, we got to get a nice lady Ugh. Succubus. The entity returned a day or two later using a suggestion from another story. I tried to communicate by having the entity raise my hand for yes or no. Why not just have it implant the thoughts again? That worked fine Maybe the first time. Maybe it's more clear if it's just like okay. she played you're a marionette for her. Oh, you just be a little puppet boy. <laughs> Through this method, she revealed the following. She is a succubus, is powerful but not dangerous. I don't believe you. Is not monogamous yeah. and <laughs> doesn't mind if I have other lovers. I don't think that's a concern <laughs> right now, bud. I really don't. <laughs> And we share a bond. Hell yeah. She would not reveal her real name, but let me call her Shad... Shadira. Shadira. I mean, that sounds a little exotic. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's totally, like, from Spain, bro. (laughs) Ibiza. Oh, you'll meet her one day, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) She also revealed that she's been with me for years. Whoa. It was at this point that the experiences described in the second paragraph came back to me. Shadira had apparently been watching over me most of my life, but only manifested recently. Right. Not long afterwards, she gave me an orgasm that was more powerful than anything I'd ever experienced. It was electric, as if someone was shooting energy into my lower body. Lord Palpatine. (laughs) I bet he can give you a good fucking prostate orgasm. He'll give you a fucking shock, that's for sure. (laughs) 
It made me feel a bit sick the next <laughs> day, so she did not repeat it. But in the two weeks since that night, she has visited on a daily basis. So it worked. He All he had to do was think about her for an hour a day, and she manifested. Basically. Shadira takes control of my hands and pushes buttons I didn't even know I had. Yeah. While With I have my prostate. <laughs> oh, that's my own hand. <laughs> While I have offended her a few times by thinking of her more as a sex toy than a powerful woman she is, I am otherwise comfortable with her presence. <laughs> the only scary experience was when she decided to cuddle by essentially laying on top of me with her body draped over mine. Oh my god. That freaked me out a bit. But hey, think of like think about if this uh... was about a person. Well, I have offended her a few times by thinking of her more as a sex toy than as the powerful woman she is. Like, this is ridiculous. He's not a nice guy, I don't think. No. Like I said, he, dude, he has, like, the best fedoras. <laughs> Truthfully. In fedora the Western man. Hemisphere. Need, he's a fedora man, so you can summon this lady at any time. <laughs> and he's got what my uncle would call. The ghost lady. <laughs> he's got what my uncle would call a football mustache. <laughs> 11 men on each side. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That freaked me out a bit, but I have no significant other right now, and having one might be less of an issue since Shadira is not monogamous. Right, right, right. And I'm he's... shocked that he doesn't have a significant <laughs> other. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Just right now, though. He's in between. <laughs> and feel totally comfortable with her. Cur- curiously, we have not had sex, which is different than most other experiences. Her reason was that she is powerful in the astral world, but not in the physical world. Right, right. That kind of makes sense, but my knowledge of this area Didn't is Didn't he just limited. say she gave him, like, the most powerful orgasm? You can have an orgasm without having sex. Yeah, but, I mean, she's he's just going to get ghost handies, she, and that's it? Yeah. She electrified his prostate and shot jizz she out of it. She takes control <sighs> of his hands and pushes buttons he didn't know he had. You know what? I totally forgot. I have one more story. We have to do it, Adam. Perfect. This is specifically for you. All right. Excellent. <laughs> so, uh, is this about another fucking milady fedora wear? Uh, you might think that. I don't know. You'll know why it's for Adam in a minute here. <laughs> it's called... <laughs> Incubus sex sex past two nights by Ashley Hills. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to say I was raised going to church and growing up, I have witnessed spiritual warfare and demonic oh. attacks. Oh, Shit. all right. Apparently, there are priests from the fucking Vatican who are battle. They're battling. There are right. Jesuit Bukaki bombs coming right now. Remember oh, God, that? I love that so much. <laughs> Nuclear warheads filled yeah. with Jesuit semen. They're gonna impregnate everybody. That lady is insane, and I love her so much. I have been attacked before having a scaly blue flesh demon <laughs> put its hands over my mouth and sit on me so I couldn't breathe. Mm. Needless to say, I don't mess around with evil spirits. Mm. I mean, that sounds like a pretty harmless spirit. Like, just be like, shh, just let me no, do no, this. No. And it's like, <laughs> no. sit on your stomach. No, from when you're talking about demons and stuff, that's apparently what they do. They sit on you so you can't breathe when sure. you're sleeping, and that's how they kill you. Listen, I'll, I'll fight a fucking demon. <laughs> Not if you're sleeping. You'll give him the Druid LP and they'll leave immediately. <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot that t-shirt. Damn you. It's fine. I merely mind my own business and avoid watching movies like Paranormal Activity because sure. I know such evil spirits exist and things 
they are capable of scare me. <laughs> However, lately, due to a movie about paranormal beings, the thought of demons and other occult things have been increasingly on my mind. I smoke marijuana daily due to severe appetite loss and for relaxations from a long day at work. Mm-hmm. This sounds like the drummer in one of my old bands. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, listen, he- man, I, I I can't get hungry unless I smoke a bowl. Ugh. Hey, you know what? Like, listen, man. No, you, you can eat. You're just a fucking dipshit. Yeah, you're just a loser. <laughs> Hold on. Let's be fair now. Like... Um, it, it's true, like, elderly people who have cancer or whatever, like, marijuana helps them finally eat when they're, like, sick yes, all the time. Yes, it absolutely true. does. So. But this guy, at the time, was 22 years old. Okay, yeah. well. He's not having issues with that. No, right? he just likes to do drugs. I yeah. Ca- I kind of wish Which, I had if, that problem. It's fine. If he said to me, like, hey, I just kind of want to go smoke a bowl. After I get off work. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, the, you can leave the excuses out. We, yeah. don't, we don't care, dude. Just All right, dire. <laughs> I, I want to know how much this guy weighs. Uh, 400. No, he's so, probably... He's probably like... Nothing. He's like 6'2", probably weighs about a bill 60. Mm. That's that's mm. pretty thin for that size. Dude. He's very thin. Okay. He's a thin man. I mean, I... I Oh wait! He's one oh, of my we're best talking friends, about your drummer. No, yeah. I was oh, talking, talking about the man in the story. No, oh, man a, in the story. It's a yeah. lady, actually. Oh, it's a lady. Oh, that changes Incubus, everything. Incubus are male demons or whatever. Well, sometimes. So anyway, she likes to smoke weed. Okay, okay. We get that because of appetite loss. <laughs> This is where my story begins. Saturday, I stayed the night at a friend's house, and we got high and went to bed. I slept in the guest bedroom, and about five minutes after getting into bed, I felt an invisible yet gentle force enter inside of me. Wow. Excuse me, just going to squeeze in here real quick. <laughs> Don't mind me. <sighs> I was I was so high and relaxed, I just laid there on my back and eventually had an orgasm. Oh, oh. shit. Last night, the incubus came back, and this time it stayed longer, and the sex was even more pleasurable and he actually than thrusted. the night before. I guess he didn't do the Om Shinrikyo sex. He just, he just put it inside and leave it there. The tantric sex. Oh, God. It's called soaking. Yeah, for Mormons, oh, right? God, no. I mean, it literally made love to my body. It was intense, and all I could do was switch positions. I'm 18 and have not had sex with a human being, but somehow I'm having sex with a spirit. Can someone please tell me what to do? <laughs> Face down, ass up. That's yeah, the way I like, like to it. fuck. <laughs> of course, I like the feeling of having multiple orgasms, but I am worried that something like this is too good to be true or that I'm playing with fire. I want to know if this is safe or if it is dangerous and what I must do to rectify the situation. The incubus is gentle and doesn't hurt me or make me feel powerless. He just keeps pleasuring me. Is there such a thing as a good incubus? All right, Ashley Hills. Let me tell you exactly <laughs> what to do. Continue. Carry on. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like your life. I'm Get a, pounded by the incubus. I'm going to say what, reverse to your reverse here. Have as many goddamn orgasms as you can. Yes, absolutely. Have as many orgasms as you can. But this is how they get you. 
They start by pleasuring you. Right. Then they slowly suck the life out of you. So you think it's a great thing. It's like a drug. Listen, it, Ashley Hillsey had a good run. See, it's like a Rest drug. Rest in it's pepperoni. It's good at first, but it's going to drain you. It's like it's smoking meth. Right. You might have fun the first time, but eventually it's going to suck your fucking soul out. That's how they get you, apparently. That's how they get you. All so, right. It's like the sirens from uh, Odyssey. Yes, yes. Where they gotta... try to call them from... The... Come here and have sex with us forever. <laughs> those those are my favorite uh, folklore tales because it's basically like the men are so horny they think like they see a rock in the ocean they just envision it as like a fucking <laughs> <titty>. mermaid yeah <laughs> like, oh, man, or like the in the lighthouse be like there's me. a bunch of seaweed oh yeah let's fuck that <laughs> <laughs> I need to wrap that on my wiener <laughs> but there we go fellas there's a uh, gathering of sexual-ish stories. Oh, I Wonderful. fucking love these episodes. Jordan, tell me which one was your favorite. Oh. Oh, man. Or Adam, if he needs to think for a while. Sasquatch. I, or Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, he was good. Bigfoot. He had that a big hairy, hairy one. Where she's like, no, I'm not going to give any pictures, but <laughs> you know what? We'll sell his hair to people who want it. Yeah, guys, uh, go to moron.com and look up a picture of uh, Nancy Hoggard or whatever her name yeah, is. Nancy uh, Hoggard. Uh, yeah, Nancy Hoggard. Yeah, no, so. it's... According to Bigfoot, it's pronounced Nancy. Nancy. But you know what? I I searched high and low for more cryptid stories. I wanted to do aliens in here, uh-huh. too. But then I found another book that's strictly about alien sex encounters. So I'm like, you know what? We'll oh, save shit. that for an entire Stress episode. Listen, man. So, I, yeah, I just so. I want to do an episode about Mothman fucking people. If you Howard J. Mothman. It, if you can find real ones, not like he, He's slinging that big old weird moth dick. There's plenty of cryptid erotica, but you need to find ones where people claim this is real. Yes. That's you ever heard challenge. of uh, You ever heard of Jim Harold's Campfire? The no. podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's pretty famous. Actually. I like it. I actually you like do. it. And there's, I think I have a story. I could be on the, I could be on the really? campfire. I think really? Maybe I he's, will. Uh, from what I've heard, he's kind of like, the pioneer to like the paranormal podcast, right? Yeah, like he's really he's been doing it a really long time. I he's think, uh, right? he seems like a nice, gentle old old fella. Yeah, some of the uh, some of the paranormal podcasts I listen to, they're always like, I remember they got invited on a show or something, and they're just like ecstatic because he's like the forefather of all that stuff. So sure, yeah, he's pretty sweet. I should check him out. Yeah, it's relaxing too. Like he's just got a nice voice, and he's basically just getting people to tell him stories. You know, it's sweet. It's pretty good. Uh, fucking, what's your favorite? Mine's the Rectory. Jordan, you like <laughs> you like Nancy. <laughs> I like Nancy and Nancy Hoggart and the Big yeah, Feet. I like Patty's Backyard a lot. Patty's Backyard. Uh, yeah. yeah, Patty's Backyard was fucking solid. And the great thing is the Pregnant Ghost book literally has like 50 stories in it. So Beautiful. There's plenty to dip <laughs> We can always come back to the well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Some of them are a little weirder than others, but... I didn't want to include ones where it's like, oh, yeah, this lady was, like, tortured and massacred. And <laughs> back from the grave banging people. Like, I don't, I don't know. They felt uncomfortable. We want to have yeah. a positive episode. Yeah, we don't so. need uh, revenge sex banging. <laughs> no. uh, all right, that's fantastic. Tell us your favorite at BumblebuttPodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? BumblebuttPodcast at gmail.com. As always, follow us on Twitter at BumblebuttPod and Facebook and Instagram at BumblebuttPodcast. We also have a Patreon. And guess what? Mm. You just put up a post today about the shirts. Hell yeah. I'm I'm fucking ecstatic about them. I wish it didn't take so long to make them, but uh, you know what? You got to... 
You got to play to be paid. Apparently, that's one of the best places to get shirts made in the Twin Cities. So Perfect. You know what? I'm not going to complain too that's much. That's all that matters because yeah. they're yeah. going to be high quality and they're going to be amazing. And the order's in. So now it we're is. just waiting on them. Uh, yep. For those who aren't patrons, uh, we're going to... What I'm going to do, I think, is once we get the actual shirts in, get them all sent out what we have left. Then we'll tell people we have all these sizes available, and hopefully they can get all those. While we get another wave of the second design, hopefully we'll be started by then. Perfect. With the the help of the uh, Patreon money and hopefully these shirt sales, hopefully we can start cranking out shirts on a more regular yeah. basis you yeah. know what yes. I mean? it's uh i just it's kind of like since it's their first order i didn't want to order too many true because they are you know cost money exactly first, oh, yeah. so. listen it's it, money doesn't come from nowhere no you know? but uh we've gotten good responses from our patrons they like, all love they, them. uh i looked at excited. the email and it looks like we've gotten yeah. a shitload of responses oh to yeah it already. it's uh i can't wait we're, we're all gonna be having one we'll probably model them on our Instagram we're gonna have to yes. i'm gonna probably slap one on everyone i can find and make them <laughs> model it too maybe even well, granny i'll stop we already. should have yeah. brad model one. Oh yeah kind of like midriff cut a lithe little boy because no, he that boy's show. got fucking abs he won't show him no, you won't. He's, you won't show him. He won't let me lift his shirt up or anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, shit, man. So that's patreon.com slash podcast. Go there. Join the party. You never know when we're going to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> let's, you know? let's go bowling for Satan. You never know when we're going to do this kind of stuff because we never know when we're going to do no, this kind of exactly. stuff either. All we know is if you're a bowling for Satan member, you are going to get a sweet whatever postcard every month. Yep. And uh, and with this Patreon, we want to show that, you know, we're putting it right back into the show. Mm. We're getting new equipment. Yep. Getting shirts. Yep. Launching everything we wanted to launch since day one. <laughs> but now we finally have I'm kinda, a way I'm, to do it. I'm kind of glad we kind of, like, have been slow rolling everything instead Definitely. of, like... Getting overwhelmed at first or whatever, so. And you know, now me and Amy are going to be going somewhere with a fully working kitchen, so you know what? We might do a trial run of uh, Cooking with Jordan. Cooking with J-Dog. That'd be fantastic. That's what I'm talking about. I'm I'm just saying, that'd be awesome. I don't, I've never seen Jordan cook. Well, we'll talk about that in bubbles. Definitely. All right, well, fuck it. Let's get the hell out of here. That's going to do it for me. I've been Adam. And that's also going to do it for Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. That's going to do it for Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam. And as always, have a nice weekend, unless it's Tuesday. Fuck. (laughs) 